Welcome to the Dealmaker Show, the number one place for entrepreneurs and dealmakers to learn about leveraging and generating status, frame control, and narrative power to close big deals. Here is your host, investment banker, deal-making expert, and best-selling author of Pitch Anything and Flip the Script, Mr. Oren Claff. I'm Oren Claff, and you're at the Dealmaker Show. This is the place for lively discussion to, to, you know, lively discussion. Do you need more than that? But the lively discussion, the point of it is to discover what's new and interesting in culture technology and business with a focus on deal making, right? For you management geeks out there, the OKR, right? Or the, the deliverables are three to five new strategies per episode that you can deploy in your own business, right? And how do you measure the strategies that we're trying to help you deploy by increasing revenue? So get ready for laughter, conflict, pain, and truth. It's all here. And here we go. My guest today is a really interesting individual, Tyron, uh, uh, why do I fight with everybody's last name? Uh, Julani, Julani, uh, and Tyron is a specialist in LinkedIn. He think about it this way: if there's somebody you want to reach, and they're on the internet, and they got a connection on LinkedIn, 95, 97, 98 percent chance he can guide you with the strategy to be in a hot conversation with that person. Now, the reason this is interesting to me is because this is my claim to fame. If there's somebody you want to meet, I don't care who it is, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, uh, as long as they're alive, I don't do Ouija board and all that. But if you want to meet somebody uh, and, and they're reachable in some way, I can reach them. I can get you in a live conversation. And then what you do there is your responsibility to pitch. Actually, sometimes it's our responsibility too. But I want to introduce Tyron to the show and ask him many questions about reaching people through LinkedIn effectively. And, and Tyron, welcome. Before you say thank you, don't don't say that because in 30 minutes you could be going. We've had people like just blinking. Like, how do I? <laughs> how, can I just un? Can I just get off the show by <laughs> connecting? Uh, so, but anyway, welcome. I really appreciate you coming here. I know you're calling in from Japan. We're going to talk about reaching people that you want to talk to in a warm way on LinkedIn. Absolutely. So I have my own strategies for reaching people, and here's what they are. No, just kidding. That's my own hour-long show. This is your show. I want to address the problem that I, that I with LinkedIn that I see. You, you log into LinkedIn. You start doing stuff on there. It's like the cockpit of an airplane, but 747. You know, if you've ever walked by and looked in there and you're like, Jesus Christ, who knows how to fly this thing? There's a lot of dials and switches and, and everything. And there's even a special language. Five nine, this is Tower 37. We're on approach to L18, requesting flyby on the seven runway. Four, seven. Like, you don't even know what they're saying. So there's dials and switches and language. And you're like, hey, I'm just a passenger. I go. So LinkedIn is so complicated. How did you learn to master it? How long did it take? Like, what's special about you? Where did you tip where you know I, I'm the puppet master? Right. Of, yeah, of no, yeah. yeah, you're spot on. And I, I think um, the reason LinkedIn is like that is because it's, you know, it's, it's a granddaddy of the internet, right? It's been around since 2003. Um, and every engineer that has joined has added something on and bolted something. And, and now you have this massive... Um, platform which which is you know not always connected 
properly and and is glitchy and has all these issues and there's all these different elements so it is overwhelming i think when you first log in the the way that i worked it out i first saw linkedin in april 2004 i was here in tokyo and i was um, starting off my career back then in recruitment executive recruitment i was going after foreign capitalized um, country uh, companies operating in tokyo going after the, like the fortune 500s fortune 200s and we were building their executive teams here in tokyo so most global companies, they have an operation in Japan. It's usually their number two operation in the world. They need, you know, we would bring talent from all around the world and in Japan to be CEOs, to be COOs, whatever. April 2004, I discovered LinkedIn. I was like, man, this, this is incredible. This is incredible. I was the 480,000th member, right? So this is early, early. Oh, my days. God. Did they send you a plaque? Like you have it up yeah, on your wall. Uh, before you used to have in your URL, your LinkedIn URL, you used to have your number, right? Oh, yeah. and, and it showed your user number. So I was in the first 500,000. But I quickly realized straight away that- By the way, I love this. I love that there's a thing on earth today where you mm -hmm. go, you know, I was in the first 500,000. Right, right. Right. <laughs> you know, because everything I was here is like, you know, I was, a, I was a, you know, fifth person. I was the fourth employee at Google. <laughs> You know, but now there's a thing where you can go, I, I would, you know, I'm top 500,000 in the world. There you motherfucker. go. Back off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. We should get a t-shirt with a number on it. But you know, awesome. I, I quickly realized when I saw it, like, okay, this is obviously for the recruitment business. This is awesome um, tool for us. And, you know, we were hammering it. Like we just got on it every day and we worked out. And the, the keys for us though, you know, we had, we sell a product, which is a human, and we sell it to another human. So on both sides of our equation, okay. then, it's people that can say no. Second, sorry to interrupt you, but second amazing thing you've said. We are now living in the day of our age, 2021, in the year of our Lord, where we say, you know, we sell a product, a human, mm -hmm. and the FBI is not like tracking the way to your doorstep <laughs> right away. You can also say that. So we live in interesting times, everybody, uh, as, as I'm thinking through this. But okay, so we're selling yeah. humans. So got it. One of the big things is both of my 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 product can say no yeah. and my client can say no, right? Most people just sell something and and it's a yes or no, but I'm selling both. So one of the biggest things I, I learned very, very early on is how can I communicate with these people where they're going to go from no, like, and trust me very, very quickly? Because, you know, I'm telling a CEO in New York, hey, why don't you move to Tokyo? <laughs> you know, bring your family, change your whole life. They never met me. So I had to work out very quickly, how can I get into discussions with people and get them to trust me very, very quickly? And that's a huge part of always being my overall strategy. And what I see lacks on LinkedIn so much is the rubbish that gets dropped into my inbox every yeah. single day. People totally forget the way that we communicate when we meet someone and this is this is how i see it and i can explain it Aaron. you know imagine like in tokyo if you came to tokyo you came to a networking event with me everyone japanese men particularly salary men and, and even women they're in black suits white shirt it's it's like a uniform imagine you walk into the networking room but in the middle of the room there's a guy in a neon pink suit he's wearing this neon pink suit you walk up to him everyone's in black suits white shirts you walk up to the guy with the neon pink suit what are you going to say to him, Aaron? Well, literally, what would you say? Guys, I mean, I would, yeah, I would say, uh, bro, you, 
you're you're stay what's going on with you? You stand out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what what's with the big suit? Why are you wearing that? Well, right. love the suit, mate. Where'd you get it? Why are you wearing it? He's wearing it for a reason. He wants to be noticed. He wants acknowledgement. He wants engagement, right? Now imagine this. If I used the way to communicate that 99% of people do on LinkedIn, they would walk up to him and say, Hi. I'm Tyron. I'm the LinkedIn guy. Here is my calendar. Would you like to book a time with me? And here is my brochure about my services. Um, I think we should be friends and for mutual benefit. Tyron, I have been looking at your profile and I believe we would have a lot of business to do for mutual benefit. Right. What is the best way for us to get in touch with each right. other? So what have they missed out? They've ignored the pink suit. It's obvious what this person is about and you've ignored the the thing that that person has is expressing themselves and people do it on linkedin all the time they ignore the pink suit and what's the pink suit on linkedin well the pink suit is them and the great thing about linkedin is people put so much data on LinkedIn, right? They've got their schools, their volunteers, they're posting their inner thoughts, they're, they're putting stuff up. Now, no one goes on LinkedIn, does a post and hopes, oh, I hope no one sees this. I hope no one comments on this, right? They put it on there because they crave that dopamine hit. When they turn on LinkedIn, there's that little red notification button, they crave it. So use it for your advantage. The best thing that you can do on LinkedIn is to emulate real life conversation patterns, the anatomy of a conversation, which is question, answer, question, que answer, question, answer, anecdote, opinion, question. And that's how we like, you think of any time you meet someone in real life, the anatomy is nearly always the same. Answers are smaller, then they get larger and larger as the conversation so, goes on. Okay. I got to slow you down because my goal here is for takeaways and you're yeah, saying, I'm going to give it right now. I'll give oh, you the, no, but you've done some, no, don't give it yet because in, just in the things you've said to me are some real diamonds, not even the rough, just diamonds in the window store. So the pattern match that you're looking for is no like action. How did you phrase it? No, well, no like, like trust, no like no. trust. And I want to accelerate that and shorten that period. So, so write this down. If you're listening to this in earnest, so like if you're driving around and you're like, yeah, hey, I got to listen to a podcast or crack some good jokes. I haven't heard any today. Maybe some are coming then whatever. But if you're really looking to change the impact you're having, it is ex how do I, the question is, how do I accelerate knowing somebody liking them and trusting them from a week month, year long process to boom. Second thing I heard from you, your words, I'm just trying to feedback because um, uh, I'm trying to a highlight it for myself and people listening, but B I want to validate. This is what you actually said mm -hmm. that. And I, and I heard you say, no one approaches you with the things that you would actually buy using the techniques that you know would work. Yeah. No one ever. So, so no there's one a, so there's a lot of scarcity uh, in terms of these techniques, which is fantastic because what ha what can happen with some techniques that move out through, uh, you know, through the internet into popular culture is they wear themselves thin. Uh, hey, um, if you had 27, um, hey, sorry to bother you. I know I'm a bother. If I can just get 27 of your seconds, uh, I'll show you why I'm a value to you. So right. like maybe that worked the first 5,000 times and now people are, you know, or, hey, I'm calling you about your car warranty. Click. So, so there's things that work for a small period of time, but then they devolve into mm. uh, uh, a commodity. 
But right. the things we're going to talk about here haven't been commoditized yet. And to me, that is significant and it's interesting mm -hmm. because it says they've got um, – they, they require some skill to deploy. Otherwise, the, the machines would be doing it. They require some um, nuance on your side to deploy. But once you do, you're not going to be in copycat land. And I, I think that's so important because we see good pitches all the time. But, yeah, we saw that pitch five years ago, right? right? That no, I'll give you a perfect example, not to be abstract. So there's a slide that shows um, how data has changed, the consumption of data, right? And data went from, you know, small hard drives to multiplied again and multiplied again. And, you know, today there's there's uh, 2,000 petabytes of data a day being created and there's going to be more. Like we've seen that slide. It is no longer meaningful. You can't sell with it. Everybody who could ever be interested in that slide has already seen it. So the fact that there is our approaches that, are, are fresh and high percentage effective is so it, I mean, you should be turning up the volume in my mind. I don't want to tell you what to do, but you know, do this, <laughs> like shut down everything and listen to what's coming next. I don't know. This is a good setup, but, but I think <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you know, clear the air. If you're listening to this and saying what in the world is effective is being done by Tyron you know, who's not a, a, a flashy guy, right? Because we get, by the way, it's another problem. We get people on here who are super flashy and they're like, oh, all I do is I walk up to somebody and I go, how are you? Hey, mate, how are you? Right? And then they want to do business with me. And it's like, oh, you have to, and like, yeah, motherfucker, no. Because we, you're like this special person. We can't duplicate. Right. You're not right. flashy. So, okay. So, so um, can we just paint the tar? I have a, I have a $20 million company that I actually need to hire a CEO for. We're in Southern California. They're in data and hosting. The job market is completely bananas. There's negative 10% unemployment or whatever number. Um, everybody wants a million dollars to uh, uh, help you tie your shoelaces. And so um, walk me through how I would start to think about mm -hmm. your process in Sure. you know, in the LinkedIn universe. Right. So, I mean, this is the thing. A, when we talk about strategies and, and as you said, like bots can take things over, what we're doing is is really emulating what's inside us. This is when, when we hear the word spammy and salesy when on outreach, the reason for that is because it is so different to the anatomy of a conversation and what we experience every day. Yeah. We talk a certain way. Right. Every day. I'm 47. For 47 years of my life, most of it I've been speaking. We use the same pattern. So that's why things are so awkward inside LinkedIn. And it's called Messenger. It's but, not okay, but slow email. down. Slow down. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to be interrupting you, but I'm just like unpacking this so you don't just like zoom through this and everybody goes, that was exciting, but it went through my brain like poop through a goose. That's why I'm just I want to pause on some of these things. When when somebody's talking to you and it feels unnatural and you feel like you're being sold or it's out of a can or it's, what does that sound like? What does that tape in your head when you're hearing something that feels unnatural? Mm -hmm. Well, well, instantly your buyer's defense comes up, right? And but give and me a couple examples of, of, you know, what you, what you've heard that makes you feel uncomfortable and unnatural and you just instantly get that buyer's remorse before you even have, but it, it's going to be the generally what it'll look like, especially on LinkedIn. 
or any kind of messaging service, someone will come up, hi, Tone, uh, you know, love to meet you. And then they ask the question that they will pick a pain point and they say, oh, you know, um, how's your ABC going? Or, sure. hey, are you suffering from ABC? So it's over-acceleration. They, Is that they, fair? Yeah, well, they think, right, they yeah. think that, well, you know, they've been taught by all these salespeople, like, talk about pain points, discover yeah. the pain points. So they've done that. Okay, but they've done it in the totally the wrong wrong sequence, right? Another way it looks wow. like is when someone comes in and says, oh, hi, Tyron, lovely to meet you, and I call this the value vomit. They come into your inbox and say, hi, Tyron, you know, I'm, I'm an ABC. Um, here's a download of the 10 top things that you should try with ABC. And here's a video that you can watch of ABC. And why don't you book a time in my calendar? Now, they think they've given value because everyone, especially marketers on LinkedIn, there's no nothing against marketers. They have changed the, 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 the style of LinkedIn. However, what they've taught is this, you know, give value, give value, give value. But people have messed it up. They've totally messed up what that means. Because unless I have a discussion and find out what that issue is, I'm not giving value. I'm literally giving a value vomit in their inbox that they have to go and clean up because that may not be the issue I have, but you've given value. And they're like, well, actually you've taken value. You've taken value. It's not only have you not given it. So when you do a value dump, right, that nobody asked for, you've given them something they never even wanted. Like I'm walking through to Costco, right? And they're like, hey, would you like this biscuit with some cheese, you know, a little thing cheese on it? I'm like, do you know I have to eat 3000 calories a day? Like it is gonna take me more calories to stop, talk to you for 30 seconds and eat these eight calories Then no, no, I'm not gonna eat your thing that I don't want. And right, right. so uh, uh, value that nobody asked for, didn't want, and is imposing and you're and actually you, taking value and it doesn't work right it, it converts less than three five percent right and i see that over, over time and everyone always says, well i give all this value but no one responds yeah. because it's not value they've got to clean it up so you know what i like to do the way that i approach it is also on linkedin you you have to go with the flow like stop fighting against the tide and what i mean by that is i've got a whole heap of clients and they say oh tyrant i'm trying to find this person or i'm trying to speak to that person but they're not responding then i look at that person the person's got like 90 connections the person hasn't posted in two years and the last yeah. post they shared was about their company you know we're hiring something listen don't chase people on LinkedIn that are dead and dormant. It is, it is pointless, but I see it over and over again. You've got to think of like this. LinkedIn is one channel, right? You've got all your other channels. If you're going to do prospecting on LinkedIn, you've got to say, okay, I'm going to use LinkedIn for the active of the active players. Yes, there's plenty of lurkers that sit and watch, but if you're going to be proactive on outreach, stop chasing everyone. That's the most simple thing. And the easy thing to do is to A, filter for those that have actually posted in the last 30 days, and then filter one more time. Go in and find those that are posting around two or three times a day, uh, two or three times a week at least. Usually I like to get like a three week, um, three posts a week. Because what I can do within a, within a two week period, I can guarantee I'm going to be in a warm, hot, you know, pretty hot, but definitely warm discussion with that person and have them ask me, oh, tell me about that time. Tell me about that service or get my clients. So, okay. That went super fast from 
You know, I was going to high school and then I married the love of my life and we had three kids and we moved to Malibu. And I'll tell you so, exactly why. Okay. <laughs> you've got to stack it up, right? So what I recommend, a lot of people that are prospecting, if you're a sing, you know, small business owner, medium business owner, or you're just trying to get a group of people, is they go into the market at the start of the month and they just, they spam, they run ads or whatever. And whoever comes to them or, you know, whoever come, gets caught in the net, that's that's who they speak to. And that you know, small business owners, medium business owners, they might only be actually speaking to about three or four people a week if they're lucky, like where they actually get to reveal their service or pitch. Hey, why, their why, service. Are you, why are you trying to insult me like that? <laughs> right. But, but this is the thing. <laughs> I like to do it like this and tell my clients, do this work in cycles, right? It doesn't matter what part of the month, but work in like 15 day cycles or 20 day okay. cycles and say, here are... 50 people I want to speak to. So do it the other way around, right? Here are 50 people I want to speak to. They fit this absolute criteria. Now, it could be I want to speak to CEOs of companies that are this size, this industry, yeah. this location, who are active, right? Active. Everyone else, you're going to have to pick up the phone like other people. You're going to have to do an email. But on LinkedIn, you do that. Then yeah. you stack it. You've got your 50 people. And it's really, really basic. As I said, th these are people that are posting. Now, people are posting because they want and crave acknowledgement. They crave engagement. Yeah. So all you have to be doing over that two-week period, you are on them like white on rice. And some people feel, well, this feels um, like I'm stalker. No, they want your comment on their post. They need it. They want that can I, like. Can, so I just, yeah. can I validate that? Sorry. It, it's first of all, it's okay for you to say, Orna, I can't complete a sentence here, but, um, and I'll just let you sure. run, but it's, it just feels like I'm talking over to you because you're in Japan and you can't, you're not picking up like my little subtle cues that I want to say something. That, that's why it feels like I'm coming in on top right. of you. I'm not trying to. And by the way, you perfectly, well. perfectly okay, you know, for you to say, I need to be able to complete my sentences, but, um, uh, so, so I want to you know, validate you to be able to say, don't interrupt, interrupt me, but you're just triggering some like big topics in my mind. I know any number of people worth a hundred million dollars, $200 million, a billion dollars. It's just the work I do puts me in connection with those folks. I'm not trying to say like I go out to dinner with them every night, you know, for sushi or, or, you know, we call each other um, to see what our Xbox scores are or whatever, but through work, I meet a lot of those guys. And then because I'm a personal, you know, charismatic person, I love life and, and you know, this, this is my job. They, they, our lives intermingle a little bit and I get a little bit inside their inner circle. Let me tell you what's there. Nobody, you will be shocked of people you know who I could, you know, that I know that you would see on TV, on the news, read about in magazines, where their inner circle is like five or six people and three of those people are complete losers and they are just in a void of attention. And so you could, you could literally, I mean, I'm talking like founders of Microsoft, I, you know, I don't name names. You'd be surprised how easily you could pierce through there. And if you've got some value, some charisma, some topic, and it's about them and you're a decent, medium, high status individual, you mean instant conversation absolutely we, we we have this sorry i turn it back over to you but but we sort of have this vision of like from having watched entourage right did you have Vinny, right and then around Vinny is his friends and then are his agents and then his lawyers and you never get to talk to Vinny, um you know unless you're waiting in line 
you know, it's a screaming girl in a concert, or whatever. But but that's not the the, the real world. Is there there are these empty holes around people right. that are very easy to get into? And I think I hear you saying yeah. that same thing. Yes. So, and this is the beauty, right? It doesn't take much on LinkedIn to be known by the person. Then the next phase is obviously be liked. And the third part is that is that trust element. So, but you can get their attention very quickly, right? Three or four engagements and they've gone back and forth. They're, they're doing all the heavy lifting. They're making the content. They're creating the idea. They're posting. You're acknowledging it. You're giving that rub on the head, the Scooby snack. Good job. I love that. That's a great post. That's interesting. Ask a question. But yeah. let, let's just... And I know this is sort of inside your whole program, but I have my thoughts on this. Like, this is a nuanced area where you can try too hard, yeah, or you can be too cliche. So there's yeah. there, there's bookends, yeah, like overdoing it, yep. And you know you're overdoing it when it's long, or it's yep. TMI, Absolutely. or it's about you, or right. And then the thing that I fucking hate is, add a boy. Go get them because, you know, I'm on social media. Great job. Good content. Like, okay, hey, you know what? Thank you for sending that. Also, um, if I want that, I can just get a bot from Pakistan. Absolutely. So So this is the thing. You've got to stack it up. Again, it's natural. We acknowledge acknowledgement and then, you know, asking that, that question. And there's nuances too. Exactly. And it's not just going in there and being stupid. You have to have some social acuity and, and be a bit of, you know, a bit of, business acumen you, you know if if you're running a business and you you should have that already and i'm assuming that your listeners are, are sophisticated enough yes you, you do that multiple times but you want to set it up so they're asking you or they're replying to your comment right very quickly literally within i find around five engagements they they come to me on the in you know you'll get the connection request from them right because they're seeing you in a short period of time. Because remember, for every one person posting, there's 42 people, this is in the States, that aren't posting, right? So you get that awareness. Now, if they haven't come to me within around five engagements, right, I go to them. Now, the way I do it, and this is, this is, has worked, this will get 100% connection um, after, or you'll get into 100% conversation. I just, they just don't ignore it. After I've had that engagement, they know who I am. They've also gone and looked at my page, and we can talk about that later, but I truly have a landing page, not a resume. I I, I coined the client-facing promotional page, and, and we'll talk about that, and that's a part of the, the trust side and the credibility. But what I do is I look for the pink suit, right? I find something about them, and you can do it very quickly. Once you get into the routine, I'm going to find that pink suit. And what I want to do is I want to be a pattern interrupt in their inbox because the inbox is mess is a messenger. It's not, it's not an in, it's not an inbox and we shouldn't be using it like direct email. We should be using it in casual tonality, the way we speak and the way that we speak to someone is we make observation. We make a statement. What I do, I find something about them. I find the pink suit. Now that could be a post that they've done that you've commented on. You can take a screenshot. It could be them on YouTube. I go and look at that person on YouTube. If they're like a mid-sized company, I just Google them. I go to the video. I go five minutes into the video. I do a screenshot of that. I find something usually visual. If they're if it's showing their current volunteer at a, you know, it's current. I'll go to that volunteer website. I'll go into a page where there's a picture. I'll find that. If they are an avid blogger, I'll go to a blog that's three months old. I'll go to the last paragraph of the blog. I'll take a screenshot of that. 
I dump it into the messenger. This is, you know, after we've connected, dump it into the messenger and I ask an irresistible question. I ask a question that I know they're going to answer. And it's not a complex question. We don't walk up to someone and say, hey, tell me about the world market. What do you think it's right? Doing? Right. Or, or people do this to me. They said a thing in the book, like, how did you come up with this? Like, I, oh, let me get into my bibliography. Right. We, never, right. we don't want to do that. We, you yeah. know, everyone says never ask a yes, no question. Rubbish. Yeah. Ask a yes, no question because you're going to get an answer. And if they've got any common sense, they're going to give you a little bit more. But imagine this. There's a suddenly you've got in your inbox or you've got your messenger, all these texts. But then there's this image of you right. on the TV from a, a, a interview you did, you know, four months ago. It's at the 20 minute mark. And you're like, I love this point. Have you always been that comfortable on camera, man? Or Imagine you're a company owner. You created your company. You've got a beautiful logo. The, you, and every business owner has done that, right? They've created their company. One of the first things we do is we make our logo. We show our friends and family. And they say, oh, that sucks. You're like, I like it anyway. I'm going to use it. And imagine you go in your inbox. Boom, there's your logo. The person, man, this design is awesome. You come up with this, man. It is, it is it, so, yeah. I think of this as asking a question, this is just maybe a slightly different lens on it. Ask a question that I would have to be a dick not, not to respond to. Right. Because it's only about, a dick would not respond to this. Right. It's about them straight away. Imagine a yeah. blog and they're like, they see the last paragraph and you've underlined it and you're like, this was excellent, man. You know, when's the next one coming like this? And they're like, shit, this guy's gone and read three months worth of my blogs here. So what we're also doing is we're giving them the illusion that we've actually gone and researched them. Now, like I can do it in under a minute now because I know I have a whole series of ones that I can check. I volunteer, you know, logo, blog, this, that. So I've got a series. But every time I go in, I ask that, that question straight away. It's that acknowledgement. It's the pattern interrupt. There's image. No one's using, you know, sometimes you'll get video. You know, some people use there's a service that started up a couple of years ago and people will put a video. I find I tested this. I found the image and the irresistible question would always outdo those videos where sometimes it's like someone's writing on a whiteboard and your name's on it or it's actually a message saying, Oh, hi, Tyron. I'm da, 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 da. And I'm, it's like too much, too quick. Like guys observe, make a statement, make it about them. Irresistible question one. And, and I find that, after that warm process engagement, um, I've never had someone not not respond. And it's taken me less than 14 days. It's like going from cold, dead cold to start the conversation warm because, you know, I'm the guy that keeps on like giving them that juice, that dopamine hit. Every time they turn on LinkedIn, they see that red notification that, oh, someone's commented on my stuff. And then I, I have a, a whole framework that we, we make that a very natural transition. But just doing that, now, I've been on LinkedIn since April 2004. No one has ever done it to me. No one. And all my clients. No, I actually, one about a month and a half ago, one of my clients said, oh, someone did it to me. Someone reached out using your method. I'm like, oh, really? And then it's this guy. He was your client two years ago. I'm like, there you go. Like, no one does it. And it's so simple. It is what we do in real life. We observe. We make a question or statement about what we observe. Just do it on LinkedIn. There is so much data there. And, and certainly after an engagement process, which can be done very quickly, there's, there's tools in Sales Navigator that can automate parts of this and make it super quick. But literally, if you choose 50 people this month, um, within 14 days, you'll be speaking to about 40, 45 of them in Messenger 
in a warm conversation where they're welcoming it. They, they, they welcome you. It's a totally different paradigm. It's, it's, not, it's not like, oh, here comes the pitch. And then the way that we transition stuff is also very natural. We're using assumptive kind of questions and you know, there's a whole science to it that I, you know, I've studied this, the psychology and anatomy of conversation and some of your stuff, um, of course. Um, but, you know, just the opener, that one opener after engagement, it's, it, it just, and so simple. This is the thing, you know, there's nothing like magical about it. All I've done is, is emulate what we do every life in real, in real life. We observe, we make comments. But for some reason, people go in there and use the inbox like direct email. It's not. It's messenger. So you also get to set the tone. Because when you set the tone as that kind of casual, then people are like, you know, they're, they're pretty, you know, relaxed and pretty cool with it. Uh, and then your whole conversation is at that tone, which makes it even easier. So can you see my screen? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I love you in this video. Like, I, you know, have you, you always been that comfortable on camera? Yeah. Okay. Let's add it. If right? I get that, yeah. I love this video. Have you always been that comfortable on camera? I'd be like, well, actually, it took me a little while, but yes. And and then we can we can stack, and then we can go into a transition phase. Um, but this is the thing: like every conversation that I go into, every conversation that I start, I have I have a path that I'm going to take them through. Right. I know what I'm going to do next. I know what I'm going to say next. They don't feel that. They feel it's a very natural conversation. It is, but you know, it's structured because what it allows you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, sorry. Let com complete your thought. I, I, I was going to say what it allows you to yeah. do is have simultaneous conversations going on at once and not being lost. Because what happens is a lot of conversations stall at this point, right? They start with situational questions. That's essentially what it is. And then they stay and they stack a couple of times. And what happens is the person goes to you because what they're thinking is, you know, they're a player on LinkedIn. They know they're thinking, what's he want? Where's the pitch? Right. So they, they then they just go quiet. So you've got to get your cadence right because you do want to stack on anything they give you back, but you want to start moving it, the momentum forward towards a revenue event. Um, and you know that I see that all the time. People they stay in situation. Oh, what's that? And that's and this. And then so oh, I, I have some questions. Mm. I have some questions. So I do that. The the screenshot I just shared you. Yeah. Hey, Tyron, have you always been this comfortable on camera? Like you're so smooth. Yeah. Oh, you're so smooth. Have you always been? By the way, end with a question. That is one thing I want to highlight here. It's not. Hey, have you always been this uh, comfortable on camera? You're so smooth. Yeah. Okay. That is completely different. That's a universe apart from, have you always been this comfortable on camera? You're so smooth. No, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, I love you in this video. You're so smooth. Have you always been comfortable, this comfortable on camera? Question mark. Yeah. End with a question mark. Nothing else ever goes after the question mark, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I'm that's what you. I hear you saying. So you send one of those, but to me, like you couldn't send two. No. So what I do, yeah. so I send that and that they respond, right? This is again, this is, Unless they're busy, they're on vacation. They just had a baby. It, 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 it you know, goes into the flow stream. They just can't get to it and they don't respond. Right. So like, if this is someone I've targeted and engaged, they're, they're active in their participants. So they're going okay. to if they yeah. don't see it again, what I do, I don't want to hit them up with another one. Right. It's right. Just too much, but I do want to be different again. So what do I do? pull out my phone and I pull out the app and I do a voice message drop instead. And it's a nice, you know, 15 to 25 second drop. 
And it's, it's, you know, if, if there's been a gap and they have been participating on LinkedIn and they have been posting and engaging, I am going to make a, a similar pattern, but it's going to be a voice message, right? But it's going so to be an, a give me an example. Yeah. Well, it'd be like, oh, hey, Oren, I, I noticed, you know, I, I, again, it's going to be something that they just, that they've just posted. If they've ignored that, which, I mean, I just haven't seen it for, for ages, but if they did ignore it, I'm gonna then drop that that voice message again, which would be, "Hey, Aaron, just um, I love that post you did um, yesterday about da da da. Is there a, is there a series of them coming? Is there another one coming? It's it's again, it's about them, but now it's in a voice message drop. So they've so, got two things from me, which 99% of people have never done to them. Like, how many voice message drops do you get? Not that many. I, I guess for me, the second item needs to have some rationale. Like I get the first item that it's whimsical. It's coincidental. Hey, I was watching a video of you. Like, this is really funny. Uh, and I want to give you something that I would do um, that I think is interesting. But I feel like the second thing needs to have some motivating factor. It needs to have some rationale. It needs to be connected uh, in some way. If it's well, just a second random drop, like it's, a, it's a one, one apple good. Two apples, okay. You know, four apples. I'm having a tummy ache. Yeah. No, what I'm trying to do, though, you know, there's there's phases to any discussion, right? There's the rapport, and and before anything, be, you know, again, as soon as if I call up and say, "Ah, oh, it's Tyrone again." By the way, um, I sell this or I offer this. Are you interested? It's it's just not going to work. There has to be acknowledgement of rapport. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, yes, I know you want to get into it, but I have always found that if I do that and, and do the voice message, I usually, you know, if I'm thinking back to people that haven't responded, they would write back, ah, oh, sorry, I've been busy. I, I, I missed your, your stuff, right? They apologize to me. But I still want to establish that acknowledgement. I want them to acknowledge that I've acknowledged them. It's just, it's just the lube that I find because then I can transition yeah. really smoothly. But if I just, any time that I've gone into, um, even if I try to acknowledge some kind of problem, use some kind of, you know, technique to, to, to you know, it, it just, I've got to get that acknowledgement. And if I don't, I just don't want to go forward. It's just, it's just the end result, the return of an investment of my time, it, it just, it has rarely worked out. So if I've done pattern interrupt, I've done engagement, I've done voicemail, and they haven't responded, I'm I'm on to the next person. I'm not married to them. I've got 49 other people I'm going to work it on. There, there is a point where you've just, in any prospecting, you know, I have a method that I've tested. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it over and over again. Sure, I'm going to miss a couple of people, but I'm going to get the bulk of them. Yeah, I want acknowledgement right. because then once they acknowledge, they're, they're playing, I've got them. I've hooked them because then I can transition into the other elements of the framework, which is going to get take them deeper into exactly where we want to go with them. So, so man, you know, I, I don't I don't go and and try to push until I get rapport. That's awesome. Uh, I'll give you one thing that you can try that I have tremendous effect with. Yeah. I always look for a photo that they've posted or has them in it. And then yeah. I zoom in and I find something interesting in the background. Yeah. Right. And that is just a dead on signal that you're really paying attention. Like something funny, uh, you know, almost like a meme. Uh, you know, I just did one the other day, a guy worth a hundred million dollars. Uh, he had posted a photo of his kids at a jujitsu contest mm -hmm. uh, tournament. 
you know, I zoomed in and all the advertising was for soccer, right? And this is the e-commerce guy. So I zoomed in, I go, hey, what's the ROI on these advertisements? Right. right? And, and that type of thing, that is perfect, right, to initiate. They, they can't help but respond. They just can't help but respond. It's, so they respond, and then do you you feel like you've done your job at that point, and then the salesperson needs to do their thing, or do you no, no, do anything further? Yeah, yeah, I go further. So okay. after after that, you know, and you've got to remember, it starts off with the, the engagement phase, right? So we've done this engagement on that. They've these are active players. They've I've done the engagement. They they know me. They've gone. We've had these chats in the the posts. They've looked at my profile. They like me. I've reached out. We're in this conversation. We're buddy, buddy. They're going to be like, you know, whatever they give me back, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to produce. I'm going to do another article. Da, da, da. I do one stack. I do one more situational question just to lube it a little bit, right? Just to lube it a little bit. Then I go into those kind of assumptive questions. And what I want to do is, is break my message up. But essentially, I mean, I, I want to get you know, my clients talking about their deals. And remember, this is this is after all the lube that's gone through, but they will then use, hey, man, all right, now, now that I can see your profile in detail, because a lot of people don't realize if sometimes if you have your profile closed off, people can't see all the information, all that kind of stuff, privacy. But now I said, man, all right, now that I see you've got that, your, your profile open, shit, you remind me of Tom out of ABC. Um. He sells da da da. That's that's what you do, right? And they're like, yeah, it's exactly. Like, man, he had this issue. We solved it in in seven days. How are you solving that? Or especially if you know your industry inside out, back to front, and the, the main challenges. That's what yeah, you're selling. Yeah. Right? I'll either ask the assumptive like that. I'll be like, how did you solve it? How are you solving it? Is that something you're trying to solve this year? Right? Generally, the one like, oh, how did you guys solve it? Because I know they haven't. They're like, oh. Yeah, it's something we haven't done yet. You're like, really? Man, within seven days, that can be done. That's what Tom did. He had exactly the same thing. They're like, really? How? And so how do you avoid asking a question that turns the, you know, just turns it off, right? So for example, uh, give me an example. Like, uh, hey, you know, did you get your tax returns filed this year? Mm -hmm. And if it it's binary, Right, like, yeah, motherfucker, we filed our tax returns. We live in America. They send you to jail. <laughs> don't do that shit. Any other questions? <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, I say that comically, but <laughs> how do you avoid stepping on your own foot, so to speak, by asking a question that yeah. that has a shutdown answer yeah. attached to it? Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. You don't. You know, you want to be prepared that if they they they've solved it, you know, you don't look like a fool when like, oh, okay, that's yeah. obvious. Right. And, and that's why I do. I ask like, how have you done it? Right. And that's very different. Like, how have you done? How have you gone with your taxes this year? That's very different than saying, did you file your taxes this year? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and because then that gives the answer what they respond can can go either way. If they're like, yeah, we're absolutely done. We've got an account. He's like top shit, blah, blah, blah. And we're never, ever changing that. Then, well, then you've got the normal objections. Like, oh, man, well, let me ask you this. Like, if there's anything you could change about him or, you know, to make this easier for your business, what would you want? What would you want him to be doing for you? And if you do that, awesome, then you can you can sell that. But, yeah, I, I tend to like to ask, make the assumption that they've solved it. And I'm asking, oh, how did you solve it? it opens One thing it I had, I had Jeb Blunt on next week, and he had a very elegant solution for that. 
which is not them and us. It's them. And we also add. Mm -hmm. So if it is, yeah, we've already filed our taxes. We have a great guy, Ernst and Young. They're amazing. You go, oh, great. You know, we add something to what they do. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, like anything, I did a post the other day. If there's, if there's something that, you know, if someone does have an incumbent in place, then yeah, I, I like to ask that question. Well, you know, if you could have anything that you currently don't have with it, what would it be? And then that's the thing I provide. Well, let me just give you that, right? Because as you know, Aaron, once you're in the door, if you just if you're not changing their whole solution, but you're offering that that supplementary solution. Then you go hell for leather, right? You just over service, over deliver, and you're in the door. And then you, you know, you, you try to take the whole business. Um, you know, that's kind of sales 101. But you know, the, the key is that transition. You know, it's it's a very smooth conversation, and this happens quite quick. This is not something you, you do over six months or six email drops, because that's how we speak in real life, right? You be and you use those, you write it like you say it. Like I'm very casual and I always, I will say it out loud. And the filter that I always use is with what I know of that person, with what my relationship with that person, if I wouldn't say it in real life, don't type it. I mean, it's such an easy filter, but it has saved me so much. because I'm like, oh, that's, It's that's such not- an important point for everybody. Speaking and writing are different. Absolutely. They, Whenever you hear somebody, hey, you want to write a book, just like, uh, you know, dictate it in your thing. And then the people came and, and then send it to somebody, get a transcription in public. Not only is that a, not a book, it should be a crime <laughs> to have anybody attempt to read that. Right. Speaking and writing are in different multiverses Absolutely. from each other. And, that, yeah, and that's the video. That's why it's called Messenger. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't say inbox. Yeah. And this is what you've got. You've got all these marketers that are sending these like six email drop campaigns and it's it's direct email structure. It's messenger. Use it like you can even see the person when they've seen your stuff. You can see them typing. Right. There's the little indicator. Yeah. Use it like messenger and the tonality. It's just, it frees you up because the thing is, yes, everyone on Facebook, they've got their suit and tie on. But in the messenger shirts off, you know, and if you start that level, I don't care who it is I'll speak to. I'm an Aussie as well, so we can probably get away with a little bit more sometimes if we Aussie it up. But, you know, it's mate. It's g'day. It's what are you doing? It's, you know, it just it makes the flow so much easier. And so then much do, easier. do you go further than that? So what I'll do, there, there's a couple of things that I, I want to do. Um, of course, I want to get them on a call. And, and that's where, you know, the magic can happen. Um uh, <laughs> I want to get them on a call, but I don't want to seem like overly available and, and overly keen. But what I can do is I'll look at whatever the time is and just say, ah, look, I've got a, a meeting at the bottom of the hour. Hey, but if you want to get on a, 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 a chat right now, let me just confirm that, you know, let's, let's do it right now. And then on that call, I'm just saying, hey, so you are suffering. And remember, they've acknowledged and they've asked you, well, shit, how did you do that time? Yeah. And so I give them the hard stop, like, so that there's no commitment. They don't think it's going to run for an hour and they trapped into some discovery call. Yeah. I, I, I go to that quarter hour and just say, hey, I've got a hard stop there, but I'd love to get you. Let's get on the call right now. Boom. And you can even send it in LinkedIn now. They've got like send a Zoom. You can send, you can send a thing right there. And in that 15 minutes, I'm doing that quick setup, that rediscovery. You know, just, man, I've been loving your posts. It's the same, just as you do as a normal human in sales acknowledge that and then just confirm so just want to make sure mate you are having trouble with blah 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 blah. yeah cool and and you're you know 
I, I do a, a couple of questions just to discover, but it's, it's literally within a 10 minute sequence. And I discover, I'm like, man, that's awesome. You know, just from hearing that, man, you're just like all my clients, we can fix that. Do you want to get on a call in? And I just say, normally I do it like an hour later. I'll be off this call in an hour. I want to decrease the time as much as possible, right? Between yeah. So it's still the momentum's there. I don't want it to be like, oh, let's do it in three days because then it's a task for them. Now they're kind of juiced. They're kind of like, shit, he's got a solution to something that I've had in my mind for ages. And, and the great thing about it, that call, they're giving you permission to sell to them. <laughs> right like there's no ambiguity it's like this next call is a sales call essentially yes strategy solution blah 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 it's a sales call it's amazing so i'm getting and it, now this is where it can be really powerful in between in between i want to give them some kind of warming mechanism right some kind of warming oh, device God. i love so you i just i just have a, a um, you know, get my clients to create some kind of nice, easy. It's and, and again, it's not like this horrible case study. It could be a, a two-minute video. It could be you know really graphical um, uh, um, PDF file. Get it really freaking nicely designed. I mean, it doesn't cost much to do stuff and make it look awesome. But just say, hey, before I get on the call, I'm just going to send you this. You can have a look at, and it just highlights the what, when, why, how of your, of, of what you're gonna you know what you're gonna sell them. Just the the highlights. And, and what, what channel do you punch it through? So you send it through on LinkedIn as well? Yeah, it's all yeah. in Messenger, yeah. right? So then they've got that little bit of pre-warmer as well. If it's a video, even better. It, you know, two-minute, three-minute video. Nothing nothing like, oh, doo -doo -doo. you know, you, just, you want it to the point. But again, it's just giving them another contact. So you've got to think, by the time they've got on that phone call, they've had six to 13 engagements with you. They've had this, you know, they've loved your profile because you don't have a resume because the resume is used for getting a job, not get clients. That's why I don't know why business owners have resumes as a profile on LinkedIn. You're not trying to get a job. Like you've got this free media space and you put a resume. No one cares what you did 25 years ago. They care about themselves now and what you can do for them right now. Oh, I think people care what I was doing 25 years ago, but I won't tell you. <laughs> but that, that that warmer and then on the call you know it's it's straight into selling and you know you've got their permission so that that's the cycle and that that can happen daily once you get that engine started and that's why i like to say you know my clients work in like a hundred a hundred prospect bunch um group you well, you can do it in 50, but you start the cycle. Once you get to that day, like 14 to 21, then the cycles occur, you know, you're, you're backfilling. So every day you're having these warm discussions. Um, and, you know, so the end of the month, as opposed to speaking to 15 prospects where you, you, you told them about your service, you've spoken to 85. So right? let me ask some tactical questions because I know you're going to hang up on us and get the hook on time because you're one of those guys. Who's like, oh, hey, great. Thanks for being here. Um, I do have an appointment. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, okay. Yeah. I've got more time. Okay. So, so hear me out. I think everybody accepts for the top thousand people in an industry. This is very exciting, interesting. You, you've demonstrated that uh, we can see our path to effectiveness. You've given us a skeleton for implementing. As we go up, Right and into sort of top ten, say, top twenty in a in an industry, where maybe this guy isn't posting, you know, a couple times a week because they're they're at the CEO or VP level and they're they're using LinkedIn, but they may 
sort of be afraid. Cause I know lots of guys at the higher level who are afraid engaging, you know, because they're going to talk about multi-sex bathrooms and step on their, you know, and get fired yeah. from jeopardy because they said something completely innocent, you know, like, yeah, you know, our maid from Guatemala, you know, will be able, uh, you know, she, she learned, picked up English very well. And then the tax next thing, the IRS is descending on them, you know, for their maid's credentials. So they're afraid to say anything right, right. that's culturally insensitive, could get them in trouble. It's being tra and, and they have, we have licenses. So they're tracked by the SEC, the IRS, you know, the feds. And so the, these guys don't like to say anything, but we still want to target them. How, is, is, what are your thoughts up mm -hmm. at the higher level? Yeah. And I used to come across this all the time uh, because, you know, we were we were getting Fortune 200, Fortune 500 companies as clients. I yeah. Had 67 of the Fortune 500 as, as my clients. Um, you know, there's, there's a multiple things that you can do. Again, you know, if they're not there, they're not players. You know, you, you can't do much about LinkedIn's right. just not the place you can outreach. Like, stop hitting your head against the wall. But I think they're there, but if, they're if just they're, not yeah. don't put in output. Yeah, if they're there and they're not putting stuff out, yeah, then you know at least if you're going to be connected to them, you know you've got to be you've got to be putting your content out there and be seeing and 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 you know getting that. I mean that's the first thing. You can still do an outreach. It's just that from my experience, um, like you can do a, a a blind outreach where what I would do is then I, I would find information from them elsewhere, right? If they're not on LinkedIn, it is that YouTube. It's all that other stuff. I use exactly the same method. I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to be responding and I'm fine with that because, you know, I see the channel as one channel of, uh, you know, omni channel. I see it as one channel. I'm going for them. So you can still do a hail Mary, at least do it again, acknowledging them. Don't, you know, if you think, well, I've got one shot at it, I'm going to do that value vomit. Just don't, just don't start a conversation with them. That's, that's all you can do. The other thing is you can matrix it. So the, the beauty, what I used to do is study the org chart of a company, right? And so I go into a company, I map out, okay, we've got the CEO, we've got the CEO, we've got the director, da, 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 da. and then I would find, I would find everyone in that organization, at least at that first layer who is on LinkedIn who is participating or not participating. And I would do individual approaches to all of them, right? So um, I do that quite often. There might be five or six of them that I'm doing an approach to. And I would try to warm, and this could take, a, this one could take a couple of months, right? If they're not that active. But, but it's I'm worth it. That, yeah, but it's worth it's it. Worth it. I'm, I'm starting conversations with all of these people and starting that relationship. Now I did this, I did it classically with one of the advertising agencies, big advertising agency in the WPP group. I won't tell which one, but I, I mapped out and I got in contact with around seven of their, of their, at the director level, head of uh, chief, uh, uh, what I call it, executive creative director, uh, head of planning, head of accounts, head of media. I had all of them. I was in conversation. They knew me. You know, you can either leverage that, obviously, for an introduction, but then the CEO was also quite known and he was, you know, putting stuff out there. I did the approach on him because I know what's going to happen. When I did the approach and did the question, I let that relationship just work because I know from speaking to candidates in their organization, from people that have left the company that, oh, when he's making decisions, this is how he makes his decision. He speaks to these three people, these four people. So I know what happens. He's going to go and say, oh, shit, you know, we need help with this. This guy's just reached out to me about it. Do you know anything about it? They're like, Tyron, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because you know you know what people are like if they if your boss is coming what do you think about that person and you haven't seen anything that's like negative it's just been really positive engagement you're like you're testing him out i know he's good yeah i think so yeah no he's really good i know him then the next person like i know him as well i know him as well now i i walked into an office at this agency um and literally i had three of those seven people walk up as i was getting led in like oh tyron tyron and the ceo seeing that that that's amazing uh i totally agree with that uh, also, I feel like uh, what you said is multi-channel. So if you're putting in tiny little bits on the other channel, then you can show up on LinkedIn in a big way. Uh, but but really, if you're you know CEO of a Fortune 50 company, even we'll say you know Fortune 500, there's just really you know you're putting out obligatory Instagram stuff, you know corporate, and you're not dead silent. Right. There's some awareness and there's very, very few people responding to that. So if you can be one of the few people that are responding in a very light way, like, hey, yeah, this is super interesting. I saw a 78 percent number. I've never seen it low as 72 percent. Hope it doesn't go to 80. That's enough. Do that 10 times. And then you've sort of gotten some visibility. Then you come in on LinkedIn and yeah, you've got to, you've got to have those triggers. Right. Um, you know, I, I set up um, Google alerts and stuff. So anything about someone yeah. that I'm tracking, I'm, I'm getting alerted to. I mean, those big, those, you know, for the average, you know, most of my clients are, are small to, you know, medium business owners. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're going after those companies, maybe 50 to 100 million in, in revenue. They're not doing super, super ones. That's when it's having your network. That's when it's, you know, you're out there every day, you're hosting events, you're doing all that kind of stuff. That's how you get there. But, but the larger point is, I think if you're getting good at it at the intermediate level, it's the level same up. process. It's just a higher level of game and Absolutely. you can use it for big game hunting. Absolutely. Two quick questions. Uh, when you proceed to a call, would you do a phone call as the call to action or would you be interested in doing a Zoom? I do Zoom now. I, I think um, what I love about, you know, now everyone's kind of used to it, which is cool. I, I've used Zoom on all my calls since 2017. So I was using it and kind of forcing people to come on. Um, yes, it's not as great as face-to-face, of course. I think it's better than than phone. Um, you know, people love the human face. And that's what we're attracted to. You, you And you, we love our own face. And this whole Zoom fatigue, I, I don't, I, I don't buy into it, to be frank. But, you know, if you take a selfie or, you, you know, someone takes a photo, what's the first thing you do? Oh, show me. You look at your own face, then you look at the next people's face, then you look at the background and, and surroundings. People love this. So, Abacu, are you wearing pants, by the I'm way? wearing shorts. Shorts, okay. All right, just checking. I'm not, wearing, <laughs> I'm not wearing anything here. Let me show you real quick. Um, all right, so when I... <laughs> I tell you, you wouldn't want to be on this episode. <laughs> All right. But listen, when I look at you and look at your background, um, it looks highly orchestrated. And, you know, it's beautiful. It's monochromatic. Uh, you know, it looks organized. You got the samurai there, the world map. Is that organized or is that just coincidental? No, it's, it's A, I've traveled to every continent on Earth, including Antarctica. So, I mean, I, I, I love to travel. So it's, I'm also giving stuff for people to, I'm setting it up for people to also ask me as well i want to make it easy for them like if they're you know some people just they're, they're nervous or they're anxious i mean you know someone's speaking to you they're probably going to feel the same but you know i've got samurai and spartan i was ex-army so i've got my spartan now i've got samurai because i'm in tokyo so people are like, oh i've had multiple people say oh i've got that as well i've i've seen that or i've got that i've got my 
a little bit of credential at a two comma club award show. I did a million bucks in a funnel. You know, it's just set up to allow the other person to like, okay, it gives them something to talk about. Sometimes it's a talking point and, you know, it's, it's just, it's there. It is a set. I love that. Yeah. Hey, is that a, is that a dead body back there by the door? I can't really see, but I have one of those. I have one of those back in the refrigerator. No, actually, yeah. I went to a client and they do spine surgery, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to see our dead bodies?" And I was like, "No." And then, no. And they go, "Oh, great! Here, we'll show you. It's right down this room." You're sitting and, on uh, one. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Um, dead bodies aside, I had uh, I had another. Oh yeah, yes, I had a question. Australians, Aussies. Mm -hmm. English, you just guys have a beautiful way of language that works for sales. Like, hey, mate, yeah, right. Well, um, what you doing there? Fantastic. Yeah, we're a little bit of that ourselves. Um, tally ho, glory, say. Um, yeah, you've been, you know, and it's just kind of smooth and it just rolls off the tongue and it's it, it seems to be like further down your, your languaging in the British colonies, I know you, Australia doesn't really view themselves as a British colony, but anyway, it just seems to be a little bit more elemental than in the US. We seem more digital, more, uh, a little bit disaffected mm. in our languaging, uh, a little bit colder, a little bit more, it, this is my experience from salespeople, a little bit more aggressive. The tonality is more yes. fixated on outcomes. Yes. And so when you think about Americans, just culturally in the language it's using sales do you have the same distinction and if you do what can americans do to sort of soften their mm -hmm. attack mode right well th this is the interesting thing because i've been in japan since 1998 so when i go back to australia everyone says why are you speaking funny you know because i've toned down my australian accent because but within like a day i'm talking aussie and really Aussie, right? And we, you know, there's a lot of larrikinism, there's a lot of idioms that we use and everything like that. Um, I love it. I love it in Japan because in Tokyo, you've got every nation on earth has their embassy here. It's all, Tokyo is like this micro, you know, it's, it's like one world in Tokyo. So you've got embassies, you've got offices, you've got the corporate offices of every company. So you've got everything here, right, in one. So I get to mix with all these people, all these American CEOs and everything. And I don't care who they are at what level, Australia has this very egalitarian feel about it, right? We, it works the other way where we have the tall poppy syndrome. This is why people like Kylie Minogue and stuff left Australia because if you stand out like a tall poppy, what's the first thing you do? You whack a tall poppy in the field. Australians are kind of bad at that. We like to be like, hey, you're like me, I'm like you, we're, we're together. So, but we use that and I, I, I ham it up when I'm meeting Americans, you know, to be frank. I will and so I know you do it well. That was my point. What, what can Americans do to soften their uh, attack mode? Yeah. I, I think you had a really good point about always being outcome driven. It, it, you know, it can feel contrived. This is, this is what I've had conversations when I've been on planes and stuff with Americans <clears throat> and we're having this great talk. And then we get off the plane. It's like, yeah, see you later. And you never hear from them again. Whereas an Aussie, I'd be like, really like, okay, he's my number. I totally like, agree. It, it's kind yeah. of, it's when we're friendly, when we're calling your mate, we like you and we want to have that relationship. Yep. Hey, see you later. Tyron's been great. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. I met a guy who, um, a massive company, they own a, a racing, a NASCAR racing um, company. I met the owner of it. I was flying out to Naples, Florida from Tokyo. I had a, a conference 
and I see you next to you in business club. We're having a great chat. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Gave me his card. And I followed up with him like nothing. It's like, we were like talking for like an hour, buddy, buddy. Like an Aussie would, you know, you're just not like that. So like be, be real with your relationship. I mean, it's like be if the whole authentic thing, like don't, I just don't like the veneer. Like if you're going to actually engage with someone, um, you know, be, be real. And it's not always trying to make it about them. Right. That's, that's, that's what people love. They, they, they want to have a showcase. They want to showcase themselves. Yeah. So. I think, I think would you agree with this Americans compared to, you know, and by the way, I'm only describing 337 million sure. people right. you know in right. one yeah. pigeonhole so yeah. this is scientifically significant uh, research that i've been doing for years and years yeah. you know we just rolled the tape but americans feel very uh, uh um, they can shift modes too rapidly from polite to you know being forceful to getting rapport and they jump out of frames very rapidly into the next frame so where you can't see the transition and then you start to feel like a piece of meat that's being processed when you you know when you can see uh when you can see these transitions so transparently from yeah. rapport to you know from nice guy uh to uh interest in the other person to let me tell you about my stuff to um Let's let, can I make a proposal to you? You know, to overcoming objections, to grinding on the sale. When you could see these transitions in the open air very clearly, it makes people nervous and yeah. and and uh, makes them that they'll still be there and not in the conversation, but they uh, are secretly unaware to you backing away. Right. And so they're ending the relationship at a time when you think. You, it still yeah. exists exactly and i think it, it can be feel very contrived um and you can feel manipulated um during i think also outcome of winning you know your culture american culture is so much about winning and being number one right and I, that that comes across in business and that's why america has the greatest economy and everything however but like, here in america not, i want to just tell you this here in america we're number 583,721 <laughs> there you go <laughs> you know one thing about being in japan that has has really rubbed off um is is really being aware of group uh, i yeah. mean you know it, it, just in business especially i mean if you try to do american sell business here you, you're just going to get nowhere um, and I think this is what helps. This is one thing that helps Aussies. Aussies are travelers, like well, pre COVID. I mean, Aussies get out of Australia and go everywhere around the world. You go to London, every Aussie, Aussies work in a bar, right? We travel like massively. America, it, it, we know the stats, right? It's like um, more than 50% of the travel is either to Canada or Mexico, right? And 10% have a passport type of thing. <laughs> I mean, getting out of the world also actually improves your sales because you're not coming from that 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 lens of well, everyone wants American stuff and everyone wants you know does it this way and and it's it's just not. So I think when you have experiences out of your own country uh, and you can you can consolidate them and and bring the the goodness of each of it, it just makes sales so much easier. But I've always felt when I approach and I talk casually. They come down, you know, you can be in a conversation, someone walks in and they go back to being formal to them and then they're back to casual with Thai. And <clears throat> I find that just, you know, it, it just works so well. And on LinkedIn, you can do it, 
you can do it straight away in Messenger. And the, the voice drop is good for that as well, right? Just being super casual because they match you. They tend to match. So Tyron Julani, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. You have cemented some loose ideas that I believe a lot of us have had about LinkedIn and really made it clear exactly what levers, what dials and what buttons to push. And this is amazing. If somebody wants to go further down the rabbit hole with you, where should they find you other than, you know, Google? <laughs> yeah, well, like, People ask me all the time, hey, where should we find you? I know the internet motherfucker, like yeah. just type I, in O and the whole thing fills out. I, I yeah, am the only, I, fortunately, <laughs> out of out of the 7 billion people on the earth, or how many of that, I am the only Tyron Giuliani in the entire world. Um, so that's kind of cool. That's the other beauty. When you Google someone, your LinkedIn, if you are active and participating, your LinkedIn will come as the first number one search on Google, right? Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. So um, my, my firm is selling made social. So you know, anyone wants to email, goes to me, it's admin, admin at sellingmadesocial.com or come on LinkedIn and say, g'day to me. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. speak to you. I'll speak Selling to you. Social. Find Tyron on LinkedIn. Hey, where should we find you? Uh, I don't know. LinkedIn, the internet, like type T <laughs> on Google. You know, I don't know where, but Selling Made Social for sure. Hey, really quick, before I eject, um, what do you do in your, uh, for fun, your personal time? What's yeah, I mean, I had kids when I was late, so in my 40s. So I've got two um, kids at six and four. And, you know. I have, I have a seven-year-old. I had a kid late in my 40s too. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all about them. I also have a, you wouldn't believe this, but I have a wedding dress business where the number one independent boutique in Japan will do up to 400 weddings wow. a month. Um, and um, a K-pop cafe. So I've got a lot of other things that I do, business oriented. just my days are full, um, but you know, any spare time, it's family, family, family for me now. I, I love spent, it. Spent 30 years of you know doing business or 20 years of business. Now it's all, I, I don't want to go networking events. I want to stay home with the kids. So yeah. Cliche, I, but it's true. Well, invite me to Japan. I have a seven-year-old. I'd love to take him there and see what's happening on the other side of the world. Um, yeah. I will, I will go to my uh, mailbox at the end of the street, you know, every day, open the door, peer in there, looking for the invitation. Yeah. And uh, as my mom would say, I waited and waited. And when no letter came, I knew it was from you. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Thank you for being here with us today, sharing a little bit about your family, your business, but most importantly, like the inner IP. Oh, by the way, guys, just let me finish off here. I was talking to Tyron and, and he says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to share all my IP. Like I'm not holding back or I don't have a course that has, you know, the, the, the super secret secrets because of the hundred people that I share this with, that it can change the business. One or two has the energy, the gumption, the smarts, the motivation, the, the ideas and the desire to actually apply it. Apply this, this, if you're in a mid-sized business, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we see it, this can double your revenues. In a oh, yeah. You're not going to double the revenue of a fortune 50 company. I don't want to claim that, but if you're, you're in a 10, $15 million company, you want to get to 30, Boom, you just heard one way to do it right here. Yep. Every day, daily discussions, pitching your service every day as an owner. Man, there's nothing else. You know, owners at that level, you still, you've got to be out there. People, people love it. Owner to owner, that's what people want. They don't want owner to sales do. They want owner to owner. Spend okay. an hour of your day doing that, you're making money. 100%. Stay on for a minute. I'm going to turn control over to Daniel, and we will see you next time on The Dealmaker Show.
Cheers. If you're planning to become a dealmaker at this level, make sure to join the daily dealmaker. We get into one little piece of this daily. And so you're just stacking and stacking and stacking these tools and tactics and strategies until they come out of you as naturally as they come out of me and the people that I work with. Add the tips, tools, strategies, tactics a little bit every day. And by the end of a year, you'd be a totally different, new, improved person and a very strong deal maker. Hey, thanks for listening. And be sure to stay tuned for more great content from Oren Claff. If you want to get daily insights and additional assets, go to orenclass.com slash daily and sign up for a seven-day trial of The Daily Dealmaker. See you next time.